0: السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الصفاء والمروة من شعائر الله فمن حج البيت او اعتمر فلا عليه بهما ومن تطوع خيرا فان الله شاكر عليم إن الذين يكتمون ما أنزلنا من البينات والهدى من بعد ما بينناه للناس في الكتاب أولئك يلعنهم الله ويلعنهم اللعِنُون إِلَّا الَّذِينَ تَابُوا وَأَصْلَحُوا وَبَيَّنُوا فَأُولَئِكَ أَتُوبُ عَلَيْهِمْ وَأَنَا التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي الحمد
1: لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ثم ما بعد انسجن السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Inshallah ta'ala, this is a long break and after it, Inshallah, we're continuing our brief uh, study of Surah Al-Baqarah. Those of you that are new to this series, just a little bit of an introduction to the format of this series. I try to restrict uh, these talks to about 30 minutes long. And I try not to use any technical terminology in explaining the ayat. It's, it's basically, I, I wouldn't even call it a tafsir session. I call it a degree under tafsir session. It's like a dars quran a very basic lessons of Quran. And it's supposed to be something that, you know, uh, you should be able to uh, take in from and inshallah do your studies on top of. So they're supposed to be simple explanations of the Quran. It's not quite translation. It's a little more detailed and contextualized than translation. But it's not quite an academic tafsir study either. It's kind of in between. And the purpose of uh, this series basically is to draw some basic lessons and basic wisdoms. From the ayat that we're going through. So in this series, we were up to about, we were, I think, past this point, but nonetheless, we're starting again from ayah number 158 of Al Baqarah. And my attempt will be to try and probably pull off like a half a page at the most every time. And we'll keep going like that, inshallah, we'll get far. So we're up to ayah number 158, and Allah Azza wa Jal says, No doubt about it, that Safa and Marwa. You guys know what Safa and Marwa are, the two stations between which we do the Sa'i, at the, uh, you know, by the, in the proximity of the Kaaba. Min Sha'air are from the great Sha'air of Allah. A Mash'ar or, a, you know, Sha'air is the plural, is a place that brings about uh, realization. Shu'ur literally means realization. Like you look at something and it makes, it symbolizes something powerful. So a great symbol or something that brings about consciousness, awareness, thoughts, it conjures up, you know, ideas, those are sha'ir. And different societies have different kinds of sha'ir. For example, uh, one of the sha'ir of the United States is the Statue of Liberty, for example. Right? It, you look at it and the imagery of or the ideas of liberty and the constitution, etc., etc., come to mind. Right? So it, it's, it's a sim, it symbolizes more than just a building or a statue. It symbolizes certain ideas that are, that are represented by it. The same thing happens with the sha'ir of Allah. And Allah says Safa and Marwa are from out of the Sha'air of Allah In other words, when you see Safa and Marwa it's, they, They're not just two rocks that you run between But they symbolize something They're supposed to make you aware make, make you start thinking about something Of course, when Allah says that He didn't even say Min Sha'air Ibrahim, right? He says "bin Sha'air, Allah The possession, in other words, they are reminders of And they should bring you awareness of Allah Himself So Allah is legitimizing these two things Now what, what's the reason for that? Where we are in Surah Al-Baqarah, it's a reminder because we did this a long time ago, the conversation was happening with the Jewish community, who were kind of shocked that the Qibla is now changed and now we have to pray towards the Ka'bah. Because the original direction was Al-Aqsa, and we we read that or studied that some time back, right? Now, of course, with that, the, the the, the people of the book who thought of themselves as educated... And they thought of the people of Quraysh as uneducated. That's how, basically how they looked at it, right? These are people that don't have a book. These are uh, un- uneducated people. And they do all these pagan practices that have no basis. So when this idea of the Hajj will now be made at the house built by Ibrahim salam was mentioned, then they said, oh, that house, these people do all kinds of crazy things. there. like, they run around and they do, you know, they, they thought of this or they undermine this as a pagan practice. So Allah is basically responding to the Jewish community and saying, actually, no, that's a legitimate practice. They may be, do- the Sa'i was still going on, actually. Okay, it's not called Sa'i, literally it's called Tawaf. tawafa. Now you would think Tawaf is going around the Kaaba, Right, so why is Tawaf being used for Safa and Marwa? When you go run somewhere and you end up back where you started, that's Tawaf. So whether it happens in elliptical form or circular form or rectangular form, it's still Tawaf because you ended up where you started. And that's the same, same thing that happens in the Sa'i. So they were undermining and kind of joking about the legitimacy of the, the, the Kaaba and everything associated with the Kaaba, And so Allah Azza wa did not want the Muslim community to be influenced that, by that rhetoric and also wanted to legitimize there are some practices JazakAllah uh, Khair There are some practices of the Mushrikun that were actually rooted in something legit. I mean they got corrupted and deviated later on. Obviously even they were doing shirk at the Kaaba. But that doesn't mean the Kaaba itself was not legit, right? The same way Safa and Marwa was there, and they were doing all kinds of wild things there, they used to run around naked and all kinds of crazy things, right? But that doesn't mean Safa and Marwa themselves are not legitimate signs of Allah. So min Sha'air Allah. The other thing is of course to pay attention on the word Sha'air itself. What what image does it conjure up? What does it make a Muslim realize when they think about Safa and Marwa? It makes them realize the sacrifices of a man, alayhi salam, and and the, the sacrifices he made for his family. And then the sacrifice of that mother and the miraculous help of Allah. The miraculous help of Allah. With no one else around, you're still struggling and you keep your trust in Allah and you keep making the efforts, right? And in this, in and of itself, there was a great uh, uh, encouragement to the Muslims at this time. You know, this is early Madani period. Uh, No battles have happened yet. This is in the first six months, you could argue, of uh, the Prophet migrating والسلام, to Medina. So preparations are kind of being made. The climate of the storm is coming. The clouds are forming, but the storm hasn't started yet. Right? But nonetheless, it is very well known that the Quraysh are far more equipped, far more powerful, far more influential than the Muslims are. The Muslims literally, in some sense, even escape out of, uh, out of Makkah. They don't leave in a, in a, you know, as victors, they leave as escapees. And they still have a lot of POWs, if you will, back there. And their economic situation isn't very good either. But in the midst of all of these very dire situations, Allah reminds us of the sha'air of Allah in Safa and Marwa. Look at this woman who has no resources at her disposal. And basically the situation is that of the only thing looking, that she can look forward to for herself and her child is death. And she makes the effort nonetheless anyway, in impossible circumstances, and Allah opens up a door. And such a door that to this day people are benefiting from that door, right? So bin sha'a'ilillah. So Allah says, فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتَ أَوْ يَعْتَ Whoever would make Hajj or make Umrah. In other words, now again, keep in mind, now we listen to these ayat, we think of our time. But these ayat are coming to the Sahaba when they're in Medina. And Allah is saying, whoever makes Hajj of the house and makes Umrah. Of course, to make Hajj and Umrah, where do you have to go? You have to go to Mecca. But Mecca is in the hands of the Quraysh. So Allah is already dropping hints, you're going to have to fight for it. You can't just walk back in and make Hajj and Umrah, <laughs> you can't do that, that's not going to work out for you. But Allah is already saying, listen, these are legitimate signs of Allah, and that's from the legacy of Ibrahim a. So On the one hand, the Jews have been kind of poked by this statement, on the other hand, the Muslims have been told, your goal is still Mecca, you still have to head back. Just because you're in Medina doesn't mean you can forget about that life, you're, you have to head back, that's the, that's the original target. Then there's no harm on that individual that he make tawaf of both of them, meaning goes between Safa and Marwa. If a person does that during Hajj and Umrah, there's no harm done. It's it's perfectly fine. And whoever would volunteer out of goodness, in other words, the early law was it's not a mandatory thing. You can do this as a basically nafil, additional ibadah. And if you do that, then Allah is grateful, subhanAllah. Shakir. You know, shakir in Arabic. Urdu speakers here actually have it wrong. Mashkur bada hoon. That's actually completely incorrect. Mashkur is the one being thanked. Shakir is the one thanking. nahi. Right? It's the other way around. So we've we've got a little bit of a messed up situation in Urdu. But nonetheless, Allah calls himself shakir, which literally translates grateful. But that's inappropriate to say about Allah. Allah is grateful. What it actually means is Allah is truly appreciative. But he uses such a word for it that puts the believer to shame. I'm going to go make, safa, I'm going to make tawaf of safa and marwa. And of course, this is the point. When, when the original sa'i happened, water came out, as you know. And this was the point where a mother could never have been more grateful than that time. And Allah says, you do that and I'll be appreciative of you. I'll show gratitude to you. Subhanallah. Shakirun. allaha shaqirun alim. And he's all-knowing.